back in LA. It's La La Motherfucking Kent. With <laughs> motherfucking Ran. I mean, I can't believe Lala. Hold on. First of all, let's set the stage. We are back in Los Angeles after five weeks on the road. So I am beyond grateful to be right. home. Even in a COVID environment, it is nice to be home. So even though we've been gone for over five weeks, actually, we went from Puerto Rico to Marco Island to the Blue Ridge Mountains. To North Carolina at my sleepaway right. camp. Well, I mean, I, don't, I mean, give the details. So Randall has this place that he's been going to for a really long time. We went from like a 15,000 square foot home on the water in Marco Island, Florida. Very bougie. You just dropped. So bougie, which I love it. But again, like I'm from Utah, like I grew up camping. I grew up in the woods, you know, but as I got older, I, I got a little bougie. But anyway, Randall, his camp that he's been going to, when did you start going? I think I started around six or seven years old, Camp Highlander in Asheville in the Blue Ridge Mountains. I started as a camper, went on to a counselor, and then the coolest part of it all is my kids go there as well. So here's the cool thing. Lala has been there. You've been there many times to drop off the girls when they go to sleepaway camp. And because it's covid they had these. They gave us an opportunity to fly up in the last minute, go to camp, and we went and did. Yeah, they did it like a family type of camp for us. For us, just, yes. just like like a like a small private thing, which was the kindest thing. And so it was Lala and me, your mother, yes. London and Riley. Yes, we get up there. Nobody knows what to expect because listen, it's not like a regular like where they have these family camps. It's like. The Emmett camp. And so we go up there, just us. We get up there, and they have a schedule for us. And I remember day one, we had just come Which, from- Lord knows, I do not like a schedule. Like, no. when someone tells me, the bell rings at 8.30 for breakfast, I'm like, and you will be hearing me scream, fuck you. First of all, you didn't, not sh- happening. You didn't show up once till 11, so let's just call that right as yeah, it is. Yeah, obviously. But the cool thing is, you and I, you and I, out of all the activities, obviously, hey, let's let's- Rewind for one second. The kids had the greatest experience the best of their time life ever. Because they're not going to get a regular camp this year, so they got a little five-day mini camp. But here's what's cool for us. We go there. We're doing all the activities. We're watching the kids. They're living their best life. Boom, boom, boom. We went with another couple and their son, so that was fun. You and I fell in love with a new activity. So besides pickleball specialists, we are now, tell everybody. Dun, dun, dun. Archers. We are archers. Shooting friggin' bow and arrows like gangsters. Tell my score. Randall's score was 45. A perfect score is 50. That's five arrows, so I can let everybody I wasn't know. as five good as Five in the you. inner circle, in the inner yellow. I got four yellows and one red. That is, I have the camp record now. I'm going to be honest. Me just hitting the giant target was a win. For me, I was like, what? I don't care what it hits. As long as it hits the circle... You know, tell everybody what I was doing last night on uh, on on the internet. Okay, he, he Randall goes through these obsessions. He was googling like YouTubing archery videos of I'm, like I, these I'm professionals. Joining, I'm going to my first competition. I, I cannot. October. It's, it's a really October. T- Here's the thing. Randall's good at really weird <laughs> shit. Like the man can't play football or basketball to no. save his life. I don't but, even like, know the, the rules. But like the hardest things to do, he's great at. Can you give some examples? Archery is an example. Ping pong? 
ping pong. Foosball. All these like weird What about things. water skiing? Water skiing. Like things that are actually really difficult, you're super <laughs> athletic with. But but here's the crazy thing. I was always picked last on every team as a child. So therefore my athletic ability was limited. But as I got older, I, I have come into my own and I am a I love water However, skiing. However, when Randall when I saw Randall at Camp Highlander, his inner geek was on full display. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you. So they had a schedule for us from eight in the morning to five in the afternoon, right? Yeah. Lala participated every day from about twelve thirty lunchtime to about three thirty. So she was there at select activities. Although I didn't think I would make it eight hours a day. I thought, oh, you know what? I'll be there like two, three hours. I was there every morning, eight to five o'clock yes. every day. And we let fin- your camper flag fly, baby. <laughs> I was like, this grown ass man is like up and at him, ready to do whatever activity at eight in the morning. Can I tell you what it was like? It was like being a counselor again. I literally woke the kids up and I had this, my my friends, and I love them, and I won't mention their names, but they were like having their best life couple vacation while I was taking their child. So I had our (laughs) kids. And, and then I had their 12-year-old boy. So I had these three kids, and I was like the counselor. I was like, up, let's go. 8.30 breakfast. Ah, Ten- you're hurting my ears, babe. I'm sorry. And then I was like, 10 o'clock archery, 11 o'clock riflery, 1 o'clock lake, 2 o'clock blob, followed by land no, and he sports loved rock telling climbing. me, like, law. Back in the day, like I had, I was like the fan favorite of counselors. I had like sixteen, a waiting list of sixteen. I was like, oh my gosh, you're such a nerd. Yeah, but I was. Lol, I was a phenomenal counselor. I know. I, I, I was, there was a waiting list. Be, for my cat. be honest. There was. Be there honest, was. Rand. What? You were like dorky, right? I take offense to that. Really? I I, I think I. Was I don't a, take offense when people are I like. Think oh, I was you more were... of an artistic kid. I think artistic. Okay, that's better. what I like to say too. We were nerds. <laughs> I don't right. know what that means. I I love my life. It means you stayed at camp until you were 18. 22. That is sad. No. I, I, is, <laughs> see, I, I take offense to this. I, I love being a counselor, and I loved working at camp all the way through college. I, I really loved being part of the experience. Camp Highlander for me. By, by the way, any of you who have children that are listening to this, please look into Camp Highlander. It is the greatest, most magical place on earth. That's a nice little plug for Camp Highlander, dude. Well, you love it, too, so don't bullshit. You've been wearing the sweatshirt for three days. Not right now, but you have been. That's true. Okay. We're going to move off Camp Highlander, but what I do want to say is, yes, I, I was very camp was a big, big part of my life, and I'm going to tell you one serious thing, and I'm going to let it go. The reason camp was part of my life is yesterday you watched me climb that rock wall, which was, like, big. It was, like, three stories, right? Right. The reason I have the confidence at 49 years old to climb up that wall like Spider-Man by the way, I, you were really fast, too. Yeah. He was fast. And and the reason is, is that when I was a kid and I was petrified of rock climbing uh, big faces that like looking less, that were tough faces, like five, eight difficulties. So they encouraged me, and I whitewater kayaked. All these things I never would have done growing up in Miami, I got to do at camp. So I'm very, very proud of my camp heritage. Maybe I geek a little bit to the left or right, but here's the thing. I am very proud, and anybody that has a child Please send your kid to sleepaway camp. It is epic. Okay, moving on from that, I want to talk about something that I have not gotten to talk about in a long time. Okay, what is it? Our guest today yeah. has a common love with me. And it's not Vanderpump Rules, because yes, he is a star of Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. 
but he and I share the same love of poker. So we are going to have a poker party on this episode. Oh my God. Tom Schwartz is our guest today. So Tom Schwartz poker party. Oh my gosh. Super excited about Tom Schwartz. Oh wait, not excited about the poker party. I just don't care about it. You know what I'm excited about for you is that you really haven't had a Vanderpump like discussion of any sort I know. in a few months and you guys are not it shooting. It bums me out. I'm like, here's the thing. I get it. We're in like this state of, you know, the unknown. And there's a lot of people who are not doing what they would normally be doing. But I mean, I would be filming the show right now with all my best friends. And now it's just like we're dinking around, twisting our thumbs, being like, oh, I wonder what we're going to be doing today. <laughs> Where normally it's like we have a schedule. Yo, you got to call time at this time and you're going to be going to Katie and Schwartz's house. Right. Well, the other thing is to talk about last night and you're like, oh, my God, this is so fun. <laughs> well, and the other thing is, is that all production has halted and now it's just starting to ramp back up. So, I mean, assuming, you know, you guys obviously are going to go back. It's just when and I think it's weird for you guys because every summer for the last eight years you have shot at this time. So I- I'm excited for you and we Schwartz-y. would almost be done. I'm excited for you and Tom to connect all things Vanderpump. Here's the thing, though. Whenever I'm at Katie's house, we have to be like, Tom, if you're not going to talk good shit, like disengage. I don't want to hear your like PC shit. You know, like you being Switzerland ain't that fun in my gossip session. Wow. Hold on a second. I mean, are you already lighting the shit up? I mean, hold on. Did you just say he's too PC for you? He's to Switzerland. It's like, if I want to talk shit about the season. But maybe he's that guy, Lala. Maybe, he is that guy. So what when you want to do, drag because, him into the bullshit? No, no. But you're like, you guys could gossip about Vanderpump. It's like, he's the worst gossiper ever. Oh, I think he's good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask him. I'm going to say, do you have anything that you know about? You could that- pull it out of him. But Rand, you're a good gossiper. Like, when I want to go just <laughs> steamroll over everybody behind their backs in bed, you go there with me. That's not true. You're such a fucking liar. <laughs> this podcast is about truth. Okay. I, I do like listening to the bullshit that you guys. You also like partaking. Okay. Sometimes. You and I troll the gram and talk shit on everybody. It's our favorite thing to do. This is this is not true. I'm a 49-year-old man. You're a shit talker. Okay. Somewhat. But <laughs> I, oh, I want to tell you one other thing about my other obsession. Okay. What is it? So you know how. I, we skied every day, water skiing. You know I love water skiing. I always have since yeah, the yeah. day you met me. Yes. So I got really obsessed again with skiing, and I, you know, I've lost a little bit of weight, and I'm still working on that. So I reached out to one of the top water skiers in the world. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I can't. I'm going to Florida, I think, in like two or three weeks for a full week water ski camp. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, you're coming. No, you're it not. It sounds like a nice little vacation for myself. At the house. <laughs> so, but it's well, a, no mess. That's yeah. a vacation for but me. But I'll be on the water every day, just shredding. Can I tell you? This is how Randall works. He becomes obsessed with pickleball, and no. he's like, "The best pickleball player in the world is coming to the house on Monday, law." And I'm like, "All right, ben great, Johns. Ben, ben Johns. Johns." And then it's like, "By the way, I'm into archery. The best archerist, or whatever you call, God bless you." Thank you. Is no. coming to the house on okay, Monday long. Like on. I just have a but house look. full of the best, at, the most random shit in the world. 
Bless I, you. I agree. Could I, you bring like LeBron James or some no, shit? Like, can I don't you know bring how to play like basketball. Tom Brady? Like, that would be. Dope. I don't know how to play football or basketball. But bring I, the best person in the world at a sport that a lot of people give a shit about. I give a shit about pickleball at a high level, but I want to tell you something. <laughs> He's I, such a dork. I want, to tell you, I want to tell you something. First of all, I love pickleball, and that will always be kind of at the forefront. But water skiing's pretty close behind right now. So, and archery, I, I ordered all the shit last night, so it'll be at the we're house. We're putting it in week. our backyard. Yeah, we're going to shoot arrows in the backyard. It's so badass. It's so fun. Just in case, like, it, the world gets a little more apocalyptic, we're going to have to be out in these streets fucking Shouldn't killing it? our own food and shit. Okay, now you're taking it to another level. I don't know. We should prepare. We got fucking tea time over here in the room. Randall's triathlon best friend ever looking like he's in the apocalypse right now. Um, I just want to tell you that Tyler is in character because he has a role in this next movie that I'm doing. And he's been waiting four months because we've been in COVID. Wait, which movie is it? Midnight in the Switchgrass. He's playing the role oh. of the truck stop guy. So he's grown the beard. and he's It's gangster. It is. I love it. Tea time. Uh, we're happy to have Tyler. Um uh, but the triathlete, triathlete thing, that that, that ended that's about three you, years ago. No, but that's how you met him, and then he became yes. your best friend ever. Correct. Correct. Okay, so we are now going to go to break. Okay. Take a little time out, get back into the Vanderpump Schwartz, because you know what? I'm not as good in the uh, Vanderpump gossip world as you are, and I think your fans are excited to have a little Vanderpump refresher this yes. episode. Yes, I agree. So, so we'll, we'll be right back with shit-talking. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> or right back. We are back with our the Vanderpump's puppy dog, Tom Schwartz. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> That's how you introduce Tom fucking Schwartz. This is how I think of you, Tom Schwartz. You're a puppy and when you bite, it hurts, but you're too damn cute to stay mad at. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's Tom Tom, first of all, I told her that this podcast is going to be the Schwartz Vanderpump slash party poker podcast, because how bad are we fucking missing live poker? I'm chosen for it. Oh. First of all, first of all, it's just great to hear your voices. Can I say that? Oh, my God. Aww. Oh, my God. You're right, Lala. He is Switzerland. He is. Oh, my fucking I God. I told you. <laughs> I miss your faces. It's great to hear your voices. Yes. I'm chosen for poker, although I did have, I'm not going to bore your listeners with my little poker fairy tale, but I did finally get to take a stab at the World Series of Poker. and um, Online, I the made, online series. Uh, the online version. I went and stayed with my mother-in-law, Terry. Shout out to Terry. I love you. Terry! But they wouldn't let me stay on the strip because of Rona, and um, <laughs> they're, they're the bosses. So I went and stayed with her. And uh, I final tabled my first event for a nice Dude. little score. Which is, by the way, which I want to explain to people about poker. First of all, I, you know, I, I final table, I've, I won a few events and, and all that, and it's amazing. And to, to play online, Tom, which you don't play, you know, that much. You love poker, but you don't yes. play it as much as like He's somebody like He's not a like degenerate me. like you, Randall. Correct. <laughs> yes, Very exactly. Kind. Lala, always there, always there in my corner. Thanks. Um, back to you, Tom. Uh, no, what I want to say is it is very hard to play online because you don't see the people you're playing with and you're playing against like the best players in the world, especially in the WSOP. And the fact that you final table, Tom, and almost won a bracelet online 
I give you mad respect. Mad. I appreciate I appreciate the love. It was a fairy tale because it, right before I started the event, I, I did a little post and I, I referenced a famous quote by um, Norman Chad, who commentates on the World Series of Poker on ESPN. And um, during Moneymaker's historic run, he said something along the lines of, this is beyond fairy tale. It's inconceivable. And, you know, cut to 13 hours later and he was commentating on the final table I was playing at. So it was, it was very That's unbelievable. Full circle. How fun yeah. is it, Tom, when you get to that moment? I mean, I just, <sighs> for people that don't know or haven't experienced that, when you get to that moment, tell people it's just the adrenaline, the, the, it's just another thing. I've never jumped out of a plane, but I don't think it could even come close to comparing to what it feels like to make it to a final table. That's a bold statement. It's, it feels like that. Wow. It feels it, like it's that. exhilarating and you experience every emotion. You don't show every emotion, but you experience it. Every emotion on the spectrum throughout a tournament. And uh, there's a lot of heartbreak, a lot of highs, a lot of lows. And it's very dramatic. It it's is more, very like, dramatic. I, it is. It is. Is it more yeah. dramatic than an episode of Vanderpump Rules? Oh, <laughs> ah, la, la. Yeah. Oh. La, la, I want to I give you a hug right now. I'll give you a verbal hug. Because like this is, this. it's been like clockwork for the past eight years for us. This has been such a big part of my life. And we're not filming right now. Everything's halted. And I just, I, I'm a little, I'm a little lost. I'm okay. <laughs> okay, we were just talking about that, Shorty. How it's like we would be completing, almost completing another season. Like, what are yeah. you doing with yourself right now? Because, it, it, like you said, it's been like clockwork that we filmed the show. You said it. I mean, yeah. Uh, what? Maybe twenty percent for eight years. That's twenty percent of my life. Everything I, you know, do revolves around that show, and I just. I'm flailing a little bit, but for the most part, I'm okay. I got to I got to okay. I got to tell you something. Lala just said that. I mean, I, I know you mentioned it, but she just said she's like every year we're sitting at this time filming. It must be weird, Tom, because even for me, somebody for 20 years who's making, you know, has consistently made movies, yeah. it's it's even a struggle for us to get a film up and running. So I know even for television and our other TV shows. So it's got to be really odd for you to you know, be waiting for a safe time for your show to go back. So I, I do feel well, for you. Actually, that's a, a question. And But you're you're on the side of like you're a part of the show, but you're also a restaurant owner and our show is based on a restaurant. Like, do you have any inside scoop on like what the restaurant industry is going to look like when we may go back? I mean, uh, this I mean, I'm sure as you guys have read in the headlines and stuff, it's been devastating um, to the industry as a whole. I mean, I've read I've read multiple figures about like thirty to forty, even fifty percent of the restaurants, you know, not coming back. I mean, we're looking at like a two hundred forty billion dollar loss by the end of the year in the industry. And I mean, it's tough. The, the, the restrictions are they're dizzying, you know. Right. They're ever evolving, and it's like we, it, as much as we want to open, it's like putting your employees at at risk. A lot of employees don't feel comfortable coming back to work right now. And even if they do, are they going to make any money? Are we going to be able to turn a profit? It's just, um, it's, uh, it's a tough, tough business, you know, outside of a worldwide pandemic, it's a tough business with like thin margins, Right. Yeah. you know, you throw a pandemic in the mix and I just, uh, yeah, it's brutal. I, mean, it's brutal. I, I feel for you, dude, because yeah. the restaurant, the rest, you know, all industries have been affected, you know, across the board, but, 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 the restaurant business, bar business, and nightclub business, I mean, have been, you know, 
devastated. But I know I, I know that uh, you and, and Sandoval have taken to one of the apps to raise money for your employees. Are you still doing that or like? We, well, we, we hit our goal of 50K. Thanks that for, is insane. Way, that's amazing. That's amazing. It felt really special. And um, we have about 58 employees and we just split it evenly between everybody. And it felt really good to give back in some small way. Uh, but because um, we love I love our crew. I love our staff. It's like family. It's an extended family. Absolutely. Just like you, just like you guys are. And yeah, yeah, it was it was <laughs> nice to give back, to give back a little bit. But I stay in touch with a lot of them. Everybody's hanging in there, doing their thing, and uh, staying positive. I, I'm I'm very optimistic about the rebound. Although I have to, I've been doing everything I can to support like local restaurants in the Valley, West Hollywood. Me, Katie went to the front yard. Um, I don't know if you guys have been there. It's in Studio City the other day. No. Yeah, I've been with Katie. What is it? It's super good. Food? It's super good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's just so. It, I, as I was walking in, it was it just almost was kind of surreal because I've been going out now. They're opening up some patios. They're at, they're adapting and putting picnic tables outside and whatnot. But it's like you walk in and it's kind of cyberpunk. You know, you get your wrist scanned, your temperature checked. Yeah. They got the dual layer masks on and everything. But after you sit down. It's pretty cool. It feels pretty normal. I got I gotta tell I gotta tell you, you know, we've been we were in Florida, we were in Puerto Rico, and we were in North Carolina. And it's kind of becoming for me at least, Tom, and I don't know for you, but for me it's becoming kind of the norm. You walk in with your mask, you get your temperature taken, but once you sit down at the table, you know, you're with your people, your friends, your family, and the experience of dining is the same. I mean, you know, I think once you get through the initial walking in once you get to your table it does kind of feel pretty normal at least because i've been doing it for four months now you know Tom, yeah. have have you discussed maybe opening up a like a part of, of tom tom the patio or even just like pickup or delivery no, outs- they should open up outside i mean at least open that, the patio. Have, has that been discussed for tom tom we've brushed on it um i'm gonna have a good chat with ken um, next week and see where we stand because we do have the retractable roof in the back. I know. We're, yeah. So, I know. It's just, yeah, there's just, I mean, I don't know. Okay, I'm going to give, I, I want to give a shout out to Lisa Vanderpump who you know is a friend and I love and can. I am going to campaign right here on this podcast that they need to open the patio and open the back <laughs> retractable roof yeah. and let the main part of the bar be the walkthrough right, right to get to those areas or, or enter from the back because, I love the fried chicken sandwiches at Tom Tom. <laughs> Open so the good. damn restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my God. It's like, we all know I love chicken sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Right. Dumb order. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I miss, I miss connecting with people though. Like I'm in there. Uh, I'm a hugger. You guys know I'm a hugger. Oh, hug big you. time. Big time. What does the future of hugging look like in it's the over. restaurant industry? It's, it's, o- over. it's over. It's over till the vaccine, till we have a vaccine. And I am optimistic and really rooting on our medical uh, technology that we have today. I know we're in the third stage of the trials for a lot of them. And I am so optimistic and hopeful, like everybody, that please, God, let us find this vaccine so that the world can come back and and function and flourish and and so that tom tom can open and we can get our fried chicken sandwich well that's part of it that's part of it for sure Uh, yeah 
No, but Greece, honestly, Greece, I mean, I, I, I just I'm watching so much devastation financially in the world yeah. and, and people losing their yeah. lives. And the sooner we get this vaccine, hopefully the sooner everybody can be safe and, and move forward. But I have to ask, what are what are you and Katie doing quarantine besides bump <sighs> peepees all day? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why do we have to go? Why does it always have to be bump <laughs> peepees? It's fun. It's fun. I it's one peepee. There's only one peepee when you're bumping. So There's two peepees. The There's boy it. and the girl. Oh, my God. I <laughs> can't. All right. So tell I me. Can't. I can't. Tell me what y'all do. I'm glad you asked because I got to say, uh, I, maybe it hasn't been romantic in a traditional sense, but I think we've been flourishing sexually and, and in terms of just being happy together. Aww. I've definitely experienced some severe bouts of cabin fever. Like okay. I have wanderlust. Katie's Katie's more comfortable staying home. You know, she wants to be out too, but she, I think I just, I, I, I have severe, intense bouts of wanderlust, right? Just like, I feel like I have to get out or I'm going to snap. Right. Again, I have, I have like very little to complain about. This is coming from a place of privilege, but like, I'm starting to lose it here and there. I had these little, these little episodes where like, I just, I'm like, if I don't leave and see, like we, we got away once we went to Utah and we took a road trip, you guys, it was so fabulous. Just like freshwater streams, waterfalls, right. getting to connect with, I miss my family. I'm getting, I'm getting all excited. Right? Right? I miss my family so see, much. That's yeah. what it is. Is you, you think about like all of the little things that, you know, like, we took, oh, I'm just going to walk into a restaurant or I'm going to hop on a plane to go see my mom and dad. It's like all these tiny things where you're yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah. I totally yeah. just thought that was normal life. Wait, that what? was a privilege. But that the, was a privilege. By, by the way, it was totally. normal. It, by the way, it was normal for all of us. And it was a privilege that we kind of, I think, just took for granted. Now it's been taken from us. And now we have to, we are all wanting this so bad that yeah. I think when we get it back, we're never gonna take it for granted. No. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Or at least. But I, I love to hear that you and Katie are like because here's the thing, like you don't have to be bumping peepees to like have romantic time during quarantine. <laughs> you know? Sometimes <laughs> no. Randall and I will just hold hands in bed and watch Ozark and it's like the sweetest thing ever. Oh yeah. that was very yeah. sweet. I, I, I didn't know you had that side of you. Yeah. Wait, what'd you say? Ozark's such a great show, but Best I, show. yeah. I haven't felt particularly sexy during this time. I'll say that. Pandemics are not sexy. Well, yeah, (laughs) duh. We're all like rolling right now, and I'm totally okay with it. Um, Shortsy, we're going to take a quick break real quick. Let let me take us into a break and then hold whatever thought you had. Perfect. We'll be right back with Tom Schwartz. We're back with motherfucking Tom Schwartz. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, Lala. Tom. Say it loud. Tom, we say are it ba- loud and proud. And we're back at town, Tom. So I'm going to make sure I come see you and hang out because I miss you, buddy. It's You're allowed like to weeks. hang out with Tom Schwartz. Oh, oh I yes. got permission. Yeah. Randall, I've been living vicariously through you a little bit. I saw you at your the camp um, in North Carolina you went to. When you were growing up as a kid, and I was so jealous I wasn't there with you. Oh my God. I, I really hope that when the show comes back, we can all go out there. It'll be so fun. Randall wanted, because we were just assuming that we would go back this year, uh, Schwartzy, and he was like, Well, for our group, for your guys' group trip, I should send you guys to my camp because you can social distance it would have been badass by the way we could still do it when the show comes back we if if you had to exile one new cast member to never return on vanderpump rules again who would it be 
Schwartz. <laughs> you know, you know wow. I can never wow, answer that. Wow, that's I told you. You're, I literally said before I you came better, on, I, I said, Schwartz, you don't talk shit with us. Okay, I have a question for Schwartz. Okay, <laughs> let, I me marinate, let me Schwartz. marinate on that. No, marinate on yeah, mar- We'll get okay. you in like eight episodes from now. You can come back. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I have a question for Schwartz. I don't know if we'll answer. Yes. But we have a question. So I know that uh, you know, some of the cast members will not be returning and, and you know, for, for a variety of reasons. What is your take? You know, how does that make you feel? And I'm not asking for any gossip or, or dirt. I'm just saying, like, how do, how do you feel just about losing family members? You know, because you've been with the show since for eight years, you know, yeah. whereas Lala, you've been with the show five. Right. Yeah. So. So you even have eight years on on you know from the beginning. So how does that make you feel? I honestly, I don't think I've processed it. Oh my god, Shorty, that's exactly what I said. It doesn't I said feel it hasn't real. Hit me yet. Yeah, that is what you I said. Did. Okay, keep going, Shorty. No, no, I hope it doesn't seem like a cop out. But I just honestly haven't processed it. Maybe I'm running from it a little bit, or I'm in denial that it ever happened. But I don't know what the future. I'm optimistic about the future of Vanderpump Rules. I I feel like the show still has legs. It still like has so much life to give. But yeah, I, it's 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 never going to be the same. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm just, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I mean, eight years is a long time to be with people, and you've been with them. So I was just curious, you know, your thoughts. So I think yeah. I think that's a fair answer. You know, that you just I, yeah, you haven't really even my, processed it yet. Or, or totally, I love my friends and um, I support them. And uh, yeah, it's 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 been rough, uh, but um, we'll be okay. We'll get through it. Everybody will be okay. Of course. And can I pivot? Even though this is your podcast, can I pivot now? Oh, yes, that's pivot. My, that's we, my line. we like to say I we're pivot. switching gears. No, I, I don't <laughs> Andy say Cohen pivot. shit. Yeah, I, I pivot all the time. Okay, we're pivoting. Pivot, pivot Tom. Pivot, pivot. I love, I love pivoting. I wanted to ask you guys, uh, well, uh, Randall. I know you had to. Halt production again. I think you did, but I just wanted to get an, any, an update on Midnight and the Switchgrass because I'm so excited about it. I had the great pleasure of seeing a few behind the scenes clips, and I, I gotta say, I, it looks so good. Megan and, and and Machine Gun Kelly chemistry is insane, popping off that screen. Like um, I'm oh. so stoked for you and your directorial debut. Well, buddy, it has been. It is first of all, it's been directing has been you know obviously the biggest high of of my life, but at the same time. It has been the biggest challenge of my career, having started a movie pre-COVID, being shut down, uh, and then coming back and still not being able to finish completely. So we're actually going to finish uh, the, the the balance of the movie now in California. So uh, wow. very, very close to home, just because the testing and, and all of that is, is more... Uh, readily available so not to go into yeah. a whole bunch of things so i am very very excited we're going to finish at the end of this month so thank you for asking and at the same time it has been emotionally draining having have to start stop start stop but at the yeah. same time it's a movie that my cast we've talked about it we're we're going to remember this for the rest of our lives i mean we we actually totally. feel, we actually feel like it's a television series because we've been with each <laughs> other for like seven months now on and off. So it is, it's been really, really tough. Um, and then you have to stay in the moment creatively. Like I have to start, stop, start, stop. So, so that part of it's been tough, but at the same time, I'm still preserving the high of, of doing this and, and et cetera. And then of course, Megan Fox, as you know, on our last podcast and all over the press, I guess, you know, Megan Fox and Michelle and Kelly got together uh, after we shot the first 
part of our movie. And, yeah. and, and, and that's been exciting, I guess, you know, they're both friends of ours and they're so happy. And that's been something really positive that's come out of, uh, it's going to be this. a really good movie Schwartzy. I've I, seen. I'm, yeah. You've yeah. Seen some so edits. Randall, you've you, you've produced hundreds of movies, over a hundred movies. You're like you're you're a, you're a veteran. You've seen you've seen and done almost everything. But going into this, did did you have like a little trepidation? Oh my you? god, like, Schwartzy, you should have a podcast. You're a no, great no, interviewer. No, I was just, no, just I was just curious because I, I Randall, you you know like again, you, you're you're the definition of a pro in the industry. You've you've done it all. But were you a little? Was there a little piece of you that was nervous? Oh my god. Oh, Schwartz, I, I'll put it out there. I was petrified going into this experience. <laughs> I mean, forget it. I mean, you got to understand when I walk on a set as a producer, it's it's like home for me. You know, it's like it's like I know I know the ins and outs. There's nothing that can kind of shake me. But yeah. as a director going into this, I didn't know what to experience, and I was petrified. I kept it to myself. Obviously, Lala knew. I used to call her and be like. Oh my God, I'm going to be the biggest failure at this, babe. And she's like, no, this is going to be your calling. I always knew you'd be great at it because you have a way with actors. And that's what a director is supposed to do is well, deal I, with actors. I, I've learned a lot. Listen, I've been very lucky. I've learned a lot over 23 years with with the, the greatest directors in the world and also some not so great directors. And I've taken as much as I can take. And, and I'll tell you, Schwartz, it really... The night before we started filming, I was probably in a cold sweat, and I woke up that morning, <laughs> and I and I just I, I I was so overly prepared, you know. I I went to every location twenty times and walked it and blocked it with my cinematographer. But the day came when when it was day one to roll, and I just got on that set, and just the magic, you know, happened. It's a cliche, but it just I just felt like I was where I was supposed to be. And even though I w- the first week I was learning a little bit, you know, I was kind of things kind of finding my my rhythm. But yeah, but I tell you, the creative high that I have found through directing is second to none. And I'm just so blessed to have found this at, at this at this. I feel like we're on Shorty's podcast right now. I know. Shorty, <laughs> you need to have a freaking podcast. Because you are good. How you flip this switch? How you flip this switch on us? When I was asking about your feelings on Vanderpump, I mean, damn, you're good. You're oh, good. We're right, Lala. I'm ex- Switzerland. I'm excited for you guys, Lala. You too. You got a movie coming out, don't you? Spree, I think. Yeah. Oh my God, we're on his podcast. Why? Yes, I. Yeah, yes, I do. It is now uh, in theaters and on demand. I'm so proud of you, Lala. Like, I'm so proud of you because I moved here to be an actor. I love acting. I feel like. I, I just love being on set. I love, I love um, getting my makeup done. I love craft services. I love waking up at five a.m. But here's the thing: I'm not a good actor. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> I, that's so that funny. That is the right? funniest. But thing. it is like the experience of being on set that's pretty epic. I'm the happiest uh, when I'm on set because it's different, Schwartzy. You get to like read a script and then you disengage from it. Where like when we do our show, you it's hard to not take it home with you. Yeah. You know. So yeah, because, I get it. because when you guys when you guys are in the thick of the drama, it's not scripted drama. It's your real life drama. You used to, Lala, you used to have a really, and I, I mean, I don't know if people know this, but you used to have a really hard time in the beginning of our relationship. You used to come home yeah. really, really down, and it was tough, and it was hard Are you somebody. Are you good at separating yourself, Schwartzy? I'm okay. I, I tend to freeze up in the audition room. Like, for instance, I just got my SAG um, status reinstated. I paid dues, and I did a little, um, me and Tom did a little bit, 
a little bit on Sherman Showcase, and it felt so good to be back. But I got to say, you know, I was on set and I, we had dialogue. And one of my first lines is, well, Sherman Showcase is this really, really cool show created by um, Bashir Salahuddin and Diallo Riddle. And uh, check it out, anybody. If you haven't seen Sherman Showcase, it's really good. But on set, I, I, it, was, it was my time to shine. And my first line was something along the lines of, walk, we walked in this bar, and my line was, it's refined yet accessible. But I kept forgetting the word accessible. And it is one of the worst feelings ever. When you phrase it in audition? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever just have you ever just bombed on set, Lala, or froze up? Yeah. On set? All the time. But you know what yeah. I I've learned as I got older, like I did it more. I would like just be honest, like, yo, dude, I I don't even know what I'm doing or where I am right now. So like, you guys need to give me five minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, we go back to the original question, though. Both of you. <laughs> oh. you both went on. You just went on tyrants. Both oh, tyrants. Yeah. Both of you. The question was, (laughs) I love you, Tom. The question, no, what I was asking, and and I have actually a more detailed question to the question that we skipped over. Okay. Which Tom is a professional. Tom, you should run for governor. Um, (laughs) And I'm serious, by the way, not even joking. Um, I want to ask you, Tom, where Lala used to bring home the emotion of a tough scene. On Vanderpump is what you mean. No, reality TV. used to come home very sad and very upset. Tom, tell me a moment in eight years one of the hardest scenes that affected you where you went home to Katie at home. I'm not talking, not even with, with to do with you and Katie, but a scene in Vanderpump or a day where the camera shut down and you were and still, you were still very upset. Do you remember something yeah. specific? That's a great question. And like that happens every single season that happens. Um, one that stands out would be when I had to confess to Katie that I had, you know, been unfaithful that I had cheated on her, uh. um, that had made out with some stranger, but like, that was one of the most gut wrenching, awful, and I had to do it twice. Oh, if you remember, yeah, I was I kind did. of a, I, was, yeah. I went through kind of a, well, I was kind of a makeout slut for a while there, and we were, <laughs> we, were, we were, we were, we were going through, we were, I don't, we, we had a rocky relationship in the beginning, for sure. You know, there was, I we listen, we, we all, we understand, we've all been there, and and yeah. honestly, but what I, what I'm, what, that's amazing that you, you know, it was can, can admit, yeah. but let me let me say this, so so. It's got to be like life is hard already. And when you guys put yourself out there and you have to have one of these really tough scenes and go home, it can't just turn off. Right. I mean, it's it got to be just turn off. Right. Yeah. So that that's that's what that's what would be hard. Hardest for me is. Well, not only even do you have to take f- it home, however many months later it airs, then oh, everyone to gets to weigh it. in. That's oh. the thing. You have to relive it. And you have to leave, relive it when it airs. Also on social media, you have to, and you also have to feel the wrath of everyone else who's watching. It's kind of an undergoing therapy in front of millions of people, you know? Wow. And it's... It, I have a question. Yeah. I, have a qui- I have a question. Lala's telling me yeah. to stop talking. Um, because I cut everybody off. He and cuts l- everyone off, Tom. But you know what? Okay. I'm exciting. No. I'm exciting. Okay. Ask your <laughs> ask your other question, baby. I have another question. Thank okay. you. I love you guys. I, I just guys. love talking. It's so fun because I never get to talk because Lala talk, That's bullshit. doesn't let me talk ever. <laughs> You're so good at it, both of you. Okay. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you Tom. God, Tom. You have great podcast you know what? voices. Tom, I don't want you to run for governor. I want you to run for president. <laughs> um, Tom, one other question. Yeah. So what is the biggest drama that you've ever had with one of the guys? And I know they're your best friends, Sandoval and Jax. What's the biggest drama you ever had between the three of you that 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 you thought might not even be able to it was beyond repair? Do you remember? Mm. It's I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you watched all the episodes this last season, but everything that sort of has happened with with Tom and Jax throughout the wedding is probably 
been the worst, the worst little, the worst, the worst trial of our little threesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we're the th- we were the three amigos. We, uh, those were the people I met first in LA, Tom, then Jax. You know, we lived together for two years before the show started and um, we bonded on a very deep level. I love those guys. And to see them where they are now, barely talking or acknowledging each other's exist- existence, it, it, it hurts. I, once again, I feel like a child of divorce. I mean, you Aww. know, Jax ha- has Tom, Tom and I tattooed on his arm. And uh, I, I'm optimistic that they'll be friends again someday. I just don't know if it'll ever be like it used to be. Something just feels different this time. And uh, yeah, it's really wow. a bummer. I didn't yeah. know that. That's See, I like didn't even know that. pretty gut-wrenching. No, I that's... hope I'm wrong, but um, it just feels I hope different. you're wrong too. Yeah. I'm I'm late to the, the party as far as like your guys' friendship, but you know, we are a big dysfunctional family and I like to believe yeah. that we can get over our dysfunction sometimes and really just yeah. forgive and forget like like a real family does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know. I know. We we really ran the gauntlet together. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, I'm surprised we're not more jaded and cynical, Lala. Oh, you know? I know. We're all a bunch of nut jobs, dude. <laughs> I know. I know. We're high functioning nut jobs. But, we're high functioning um, nut jobs. I'm OK with that. <laughs> Um, I love that you guys own that. I am not, of course. Well, I think you have to have a screw loose (laughs) to do reality TV to be like, yeah, you can totally like see my whole life. Right. (laughs) You have Uh, a little bit wacky. What did you say, Tom? What what if you had to go back and tell your 16 year old self that you would be on a successful reality show on Bravo TV? Like, I don't I I would I wouldn't just not believe it. I would like if you would have told me that when I was 16, there's no way in hell you would find me doing reality TV, but here we are. Here we are. Eight seasons in. No, I would I would have laughed at you because I would have been like, I'm gonna win Oscars and yes. Emmys. <laughs> like you're crazy. <laughs> and here we I are. Still think, I still think you are, Lala. Oh, I do too, Tom, babe. I just want to keep you in my pocket. You guys are the best <laughs> ever. I want I wanna say one thing though, and, and to give yeah. you guys and I always have given you guys this credit since the, the minute I got involved with Lala. It is you know, you guys are self-deprecating you make fun of yourselves but the truth is to have a show one of the top three shows on a network for eight years going into your ninth it is a huge accolade and i don't care reality or non-reality to to have a show that has lasted this long you guys are doing something very special so at the end of the day take all the bullshit away you are a success and 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 you should always be proud of that i agree we're fucking badass shortsy okay thank you we do. We do completely put ourselves out there. I mean, radical honesty. We. I mean, we don't hold anything back. I don't have any secrets left to be secrets. Like uh, you know, we we put everything out there, and uh, yeah, I'm glad. I, I think people do appreciate. It. I get a lot of positive feedback, and sometimes not so positive. On, um, <laughs> okay, I'm ready to say. I've been a little a little numb to social media lately. I haven't. I've lost that love and feeling, but it, it, it'll be back. I'm it'll sure. It'll be back. I, I, we're, I think, we're in a weird time. It'll all come yeah. back and be normal. I I think that because of the time we're in, I think yeah. all of us have had to pivot to what you know. Remi- remember what's important in life, and I think as time comes back, social media will be that fun light thing. Versus kind of what's really around us and what we're all having to deal with. Day and to day. the goal after things get back to normal is to get the friendship between Tom, Tom and I, meaning you guys, you, Tom and Jaxi back on track. That's my new mission. I love I've it. Been do- I've been doing some some work. 
but um, it's going to take a while. It's going to take uh, a while, but I believe in you, Schwartzy. You, you, thank you. have a way of bringing love. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guys. You're buttering me up. I appreciate it. We are really grateful that you woke up at this hour on a Sunday to do this podcast. Yes, we are oh. very grateful, Tom. Thank you, buddy, for doing this. And we love you. We love all everybody, you know, the, the whole cast. Tell because... Katie I love her so much. I will. I will. Pickleball sooner than I Pickleball! Yes. <laughs> all right, Schwartzy. We'll see you soon. All right, bye. Bye, bye. Love you guys. Right. Bye. Love you. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.